Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, as always, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm a little warm. How are you, Kyle? Oh, my word. It's hot, isn't it? It is right now. Yeah, we're just, we're definitely feeling it. There is a heat wave that is coming through the western United States. You could say that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's summertime. Yeah, it is. Well, let's just say you wouldn't have to put the egg on the sidewalk to fry. Just hold it in your hand <laughs> and it'll fry. Yeah, you just end up with a poached egg for sure. But uh, it, it is indeed summertime. It's hot. Uh, there's no question about that. In fact, uh, just yesterday was the summer solstice, yes, which it was. they say is the longest day of the year. Yep. Is that, that's, that's what they say. Is that well, true? Well, that's actually true, yes. Oh, it is true. Okay. Yes. So uh, I heard that you can stand an egg on its end at the solstices, but you can also stand it on its egg the egg on its end at almost any time of the year, too. Well, if you can get so. it to stand on its end, then you can do it any time, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Anyway, summer comes with a lot of fun. Yes, it does. A lot of good times, uh, swimming in the swimming pool, playing at the park, but it also comes with a lot of sunshine. Yes, it does. And with the sunshine comes a lot of heat. Uh-huh. And as we just mentioned, we're in the middle of a heat wave here in yes. St. George, Utah. We've been well over 100 degrees, but we're not the only ones. Oh, uh, no. Uh, it's it's uh, affecting a lot of us in the western United States, Las Vegas, yep. Los Angeles, Phoenix. Uh, they're all flirting with record temperatures right now, uh, as as have we been. Um so today I want to talk about something that's uh, related to the heat, and it's kind of an important one, especially these summer months. It's the three stages of heat stroke. That's that important you might to know. Need to know yes, about. very important to know. So uh, I thought that would be helpful considering the temperatures that we are experiencing. Okay, right but now. before I just have to ask you one question: If they stop flirting with it, would it go away? Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I hope that they, I hope that they would. I hope that they would. Okay, let's go on with the three um, stages of heat stroke. But, yeah, I, I guess I can't answer that. I, I don't know. <laughs> Jeff, I don't know. Three stages. Three stages of heat stroke. Let's get right into it, shall we? <laughs> Number one, heat cramps. Yes. That's the first stage. The first stage is the heat cramps. They're severe muscle spasms that occur as a result of salt and water loss following exertion or extreme temperatures. Uh, it most often happens in your hands, in your calves, and in your feet. Mm-hmm. The muscle spasms can spontaneously stop on their own, but sometimes symptoms can linger, and the soreness can persist for 24 to 48 hours. So uh, that's the first stage. Mm-hmm. That's your first warning bell that goes off. Uh, number two is what they call heat exhaustion. So next is, uh, is uh, that's the next step right. uh, when you're talking about heat stroke. It's uh, more than just feeling fatigued, which we often all do in the summer. Oh, sun, sure, but sure. it's more than that. Heat exhaustion is a serious condition that's caused by exposure to high temperatures, humidity, and strenuous activity. It occurs when the body's core temperature increases to 101 to 104 degrees Fahrenheit. So you're you're hot. You are. You're your, very warm. Uh, your body temperature is too hot. So the symptoms include the following: a headache. Mm-hmm. A low-grade fever, as we just said. Sometimes you feel uh, you have nausea or vomiting. You definitely feel increased thirst, generalized weakness, and muscle aches or cramping. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you get to that point, it's it's time to, cool to be aware yeah. and, and to maybe be a little bit concerned about it. The final stage is actually what they call the heat stroke. And when you reach this stage, it is considered a medical emergency. So you need to get help fast. This potentially fatal condition is a result of prolonged heat exposure 
and or physical exertion in the, in the hot weather. Heat stroke is characterized by the body's core temperature being above 104 degrees, oh. which is hot. That's really hot. That's really hot. So the symptoms yeah. include confusion due to lack of blood flow to the brain, mm-hmm. reddened skin, uh, also dry skin, lack of sweat, which is... Really it, ironic. Ironic. The lack of perspiration, your, yeah. Your lack of sweat. Um, it can lead to organ failure. And it can also lead to convulsions or seizures. So it's a pretty serious thing. It is. Fortunately, these conditions are preventable. It doesn't have to happen. Uh, you just have to take some simple steps and a little bit of preparation and paying close attention to your body. Some safety tips include, you, you can guess the first one, drink, frequent hydration, drink right? Drink lots of water, yes. Drink a lot of water. They recommend when you're out in the hot sun or if you're in high humidity that you drink a cup of water every hour. Um, as a minimum, and you know, keep yourself hydrated, and you can avoid this problem. And as we said before, if you feel thirsty, you've waited too long. Yeah, so get some water, especially if you're in the hot sun. Right. Just especially. Another thing that they recommend is avoiding alcohol use. Alcohol and even caffeine can actually dehydrate the body. Sure. So um, water is the best hydrator. Uh, monitoring the temperature, just being aware of what's going on outside. Check the outside temp throughout the day, and know mm-hmm. when are the hot times to be out there. Uh, they recommend that you limit strenuous activity, particularly during peak hours of the day, which are 11 to 4 p.m. So if you can stay inside. During the hottest and, part and of the if day. Not pos- yeah. If you can't stay inside, which not everyone can, then uh, just be, be aware of what your activity level is. Uh, if someone else shows danger signs of heat exhaustion, there are things that you need to do right away. Number one, you need to move the person out of the heat and place them in a cool environment. Place mm-hmm. cold water on the individual. Have the person drink cool water or a non-alcoholic, non-caffeinated beverage. Remove tight or heavy clothing. Take the individual's temperature if a thermometer is readily available. And then call for assistance. Right. Um, when you get to that uh, heat stroke level, it's, it's, you it's don't not, have to. there's no problem with calling 911. You don't have to do it by problems. yourself, right? Yeah. So you want to keep your eye on that uh, because it is hot. It is. Yeah. So just a few safety tips to hopefully keep us safe during the summer months. You, you left out one. Move to Canada. During the, during the summer. <laughs> during the summer. That could work. Yeah. Some parts of Alaska. I hear yes. Siberia is nice this time of year. Yes. Or the North yeah. Pole. I mean, the, far, the farther north, the better. Yeah. That would avoid the heat stroke. You might end up with some other problems. Well, there. that's a whole different story. Yes. Today's guest, Jeff, today's guest is one of our incredible athletes. Yes, Diane, she is. Diane Whitwer plays the sport of racquetball at the Huntsman World Senior Games. And Diane, we're glad that you could join us. Welcome. Thank you. We uh, are looking forward to getting to know you a little bit better. Um, but uh, we noticed right away when we were talking before the show that you have a bit of an accent. I do. I'm sort of an international character. <laughs> I was, yeah, uh, so you were born in England. Yes, I left when I was five. Okay, so you were just little, but where yep. did you leave? Where did I leave? Yeah. Oh. So, oh, Birmingham. Birmingham, the Midlands. England. Yep. Okay, yep. and then from there you went to Australia. Yes, yeah, sailed through the Suez Canal and across the Indian Ocean and down around Australia that down and landed in Melbourne Okay, and joined a lot of other immigrant families. Okay. So how long did you stay in Australia? I was there, let's see, I have to think. I was there 16 years. I oh, grew so, up there. So you really grew up there? Oh, I did. Yeah. And then from there, did you come to the United States? I did. I did. Okay. I sailed away again. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I came across the Pacific and uh, ended up in St. George, Utah, of all places. Wow, right <laughs> on the coastal city of St. George, yeah, Utah. Yeah, 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 right? after, yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad that you're here. Thank you. And we're glad that you are a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games. Now, as I mentioned before, your 
your sport is racquetball. Right. But you actually got started in racquetball with a different sport, didn't you? Yes. Um, when I was a teenager, I dated somebody who played squash and was actually the South Australian champion and trying to impress me, taught me how to play <laughs> squash. Did it work? Did he impress you? Very much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now, now squash is a, a, probably a lesser-known racket sport. Why don't you tell us a little tell bit about the difference about squash. A little bit difference between racquetball and squash. Okay, I'll, I'll do my best because I'm not a technical person, but basically it's the same size court, but they have metal flashing around the bottom, so you can't do kill shots. And then they have uh, sort of metal, like chicken wire, at the top, so you can't do ceiling shots and three walls and things that we like to do in racquetball. Okay. And the ball is hard, very, very hard and very small. Um, and the racket looks more like a badminton racket. And so to try and see that ball and hit it, and you have to warm it up. It has the, to warm up. The ball up. has to be warm. It has to warm up. And no, once problem, no problem here today. No, no problem with that today. <laughs> yeah, I we could take it outside that. and put it on, this, on the asphalt. I, it, it would warm up fast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so once it's warmed up, the ball gets faster and faster. But the court itself, the floor of the court itself, and the principle is very similar. So um, I've, I've seen a squash court before, and I've seen a squash ball, but I've never actually played the sport. It's, I think it's harder. Yeah, well, I was going to say, the ball doesn't bounce until you get as it warmed well up as a racquetball. <laughs> but once it's warmed up, does it bounce as well as a racquetball no, did? No, yeah, it no. doesn't. It, it no. bounces obviously, but it doesn't yeah. bounce as well. So yeah, I think you really have to get underneath it. Oh yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. And, and racquetball is, is much easier to see. It's much bigger, and it comes oh, in okay. all different colors. Yes, you know, so green, that helps. red, blue, black, purple, <laughs> <laughs> some multicolored. <laughs> and it leaves lovely little marks on the walls of the courts too, so that you can leave your mark on the on the game literally. of racquetball. Yeah, literally. it's better than using the racket. Sure. <laughs> or your nose. Oh, or... head, yes. <laughs> oh, I've done that. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And we are visiting with Huntsman World Senior Games athlete, Diane Whitworth. We were just talking about the sport of squash, which incidentally is not offered uh, at the Huntsman <laughs> World Senior Games right now. But her specialty these days is racquetball. But before we talk about racquetball, I wanted to just get a little bit more background. Did, was squash your first introduction to competitive sports or did you play other things when you were a child or, or a young woman? Well, I used to, uh, I used to like track. I tried tennis. Okay. Um, I used to play a lot of table tennis or ping pong with, yeah. with my family, my dad, especially. Yeah. So I'm very aggressive <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, darts. I learned how to play darts as a kid and cricket and Aussie rules football. Well, so you, you basically did it all that was available yeah. to you. Yeah, that was it. That was the big, and then swimming and walking. I mean, you know, riding yeah. bikes and roller skating and things. All so, those. So you did a lot of, uh, just a lot of everything to just stay. We were there. outdoors a lot. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Always. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned that you liked to swim. Did you swim competitively or just for fun? I tried, but I was never that good. Okay. <laughs> but we swam in the ocean a lot. Okay. She and grew in, up on an island, pools. you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the biggest island in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Did you, uh, how about track and field? Was that a competitive sport? Yes. Or? Well, it's just an intramural type thing. Okay. And uh, that's the schools over there run a little differently than here. So, yeah, but I was always taking first or second in sprints. Oh, so you had you had the speed. I had the speed. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about racquetball. So sure. you played squash in Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, you come over here to the United States. It's it's yeah. not quite as popular. It's not as well known. Uh, I haven't as it seen is here. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the 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 courts are kind of hard to find. Yeah. But you discovered this other sport, racquetball. Um, like, what was your reaction when you're like, oh, hey, this is, this is something I can continue to do. 
Well, uh, actually, I have a friend who is from New Zealand who introduced me to racquetball. Oh, okay. And she, uh, she, sa- she said, come on over. I'll teach you how to play. And so I did. And uh, I thought, I can see the ball easier. It moves faster. <laughs> and the racket's bigger. <laughs> the head of the racket's bigger. Right. And you can hit every wall as long as it only bounces on the In- floor once. Including the ceiling. Including the ceiling. And I like to run, and I like that. So I, I, I took to it and so enjoyed was it, it. was it? Here in St. George yes. that you picked it up? Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was right here. It was. Where it we're was. at right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. So um, you really don't look old enough to be playing in the Huntsman <laughs> World Senior Games. That's true. You really don't. Thank you. I should. I've, I've got Australian money or, or, you know, I can give you American <laughs> dollars, whatever you want. <laughs> well, I'm just telling the truth. It's, oh, it's true. You. But uh, so you. how many years have you played at the Huntsman World Senior Games? I have played for 12 years. What? Yes. And I've had a few breaks. I've had a few breaks because my <laughs> husband and I were in South Africa okay. for a year and a half, and uh, yes, and I, but I have I've have competed for twelve. So years. you you're a veteran then. Yeah, yeah. I don't get any better, but I'm a veteran, <laughs> <laughs> and you just have to keep playing because it's a lot of fun, and everybody's in the same boat, you know. You yeah. Getting a few aches and pains, and you move a little slower than you used to, and we're all doing it. So it's okay. It's all right. It's fun. So, um, racquetball, we have noticed, at least at the games, unfortunately, that it is a little bit in decline around the nation. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of uh, facilities that used to have racquetball courts that are now replacing them and doing different things with them. We're we're, uh, lucky to have a number of courts that are available here in town. Um, But what what do you think needs to be done to kind of see a resurgence or revitalize the sport? Revitalization. Well, I know the college or university now has a program. But we don't really have enough facilities here, even for the Huntsman Games. We need we need more and better quality facilities. We do have a couple that are really good, but we just lack in facilities, number one. And uh, number two, th- with any sport, including racquetball, you have to have junior leagues. You need to get kids going in elementary school yeah. and get some leagues going, get some competitions going, and that that's the secret to bringing people out at the top end that are going to get serious and competitive. So if someone were interested in playing racquetball, mm-hmm. um, what, what skills do they need to have? What's something that they would need to, to have in order to be successful and to enjoy the game? <laughs> just have uh, nothing, really, just equipment. <laughs> a sen- a sense <laughs> All of you humor. need is equipment and a friend <laughs> who will teach you or someone who will teach you. And, you know, it, it's not an expensive sport. You don't, you don't, you just need goggles. You do want goggles. Because right. I've had my nose broken before, I know. Oh, wow. So you need goggles and you need, um, you know, just a, ra- a good racket or a reasonably good racket. Because if you don't have good equipment, it's no fun, like with anything. And so really all you need to do is find some courts, which they have some around town. And um, there's always people that are willing to teach you. If you just walk in and somebody, you just walk on a court and say, will you teach me? Most people would be happy to do it. But if you want, I mean, you know, there, and like I say, there may be some classes that they have at the rec center. I'm not sure. But, yeah, like I'm going to take my grandkids in. I, I did that last year, and, and my uh, 12-year-old, 13-year-old grandson played with me once and said, I don't want to play with you anymore. Because <laughs> I told <laughs> him, well, you couldn't hit the ball. My yeah. grandma anymore. No, I'd make, and so my kids would throw the racket, so they all kind of give up and said, <laughs> We don't want to play. <laughs> now, now, if you but need equipment, I have a racket that I used when I was in college 40 years oh. ago that's still, that, that I'm willing to rent out to somebody. <laughs> that you're willing. <laughs> you as know a, what? As an antique. I think it's you'd, an antique, yes. <laughs> I think you'd better put it in a frame up on the wall. 
Because that's just not what rackets are anymore. Well, and I haven't used it since college, so... <laughs> I don't think anybody else wants to either. <laughs> All right, so uh, do you rescind your offer, or is it still available? Oh, it's still out there. It's still want, available. It's, okay. it's an antique. If you want to buy an antique racket, call me. <laughs> you could auction it. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. on, like on that. eBay, it's probably worth a lot. It's probably come around the corner now where it's worth more than when you first purchased it. Yeah, it was probably 3 or $4 when I first bought yeah. it 45 so years ago. So it's probably worth three fifty, four fifty, five. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. climbing there. But racquetball is a sport you can play as young as you want to as Until old as you as want. As I've you seen want. people in their 90s playing. Yeah. And they can hardly move, but they know where to place the ball. And you just sort of look at them in shock because <laughs> they'll beat you. Well, and that, and really, um, I'm not a great racquetball player, but I've played, and it's a lot of fun. I love yeah, to play, yeah. but um, you know, there's there's like there's a level where you where you get good at placing the ball, and that's when you really start to excel. Yeah, uh, you can be really fast, and you can jump around and get all over the court, um, and that's great. But if you can place right. the ball, if you can place <laughs> where where it's going <laughs> to bounce and where it's going to come back, that's when you really start to get good. And I yeah. hit the front wall one inch above the floor, and it just dribbles. Lower. Yeah. Lower. Lower. Half, than half lower. inch, half inch yeah. above the floor. Okay. <laughs> That's what she calls a kill shot. That's right? a rollout. Yeah, yeah, kill shot. Well, there's all kinds of names. And there's a lot of excellent players. But, um, yeah, it's it's sort of like playing chess. It's a mind game. You watch your opponent. You play your your shots. If you don't, then they just take you take you down. To but, the cleaners. Huh? To the cleaners, <laughs> yeah. But but it is. It's a very physical game. But, yeah, you need to be patient and be quick. Yeah. It, it's a, it's, you know, it's really, a, but it, it's good because it, it's a great stress reliever. I think it's, the, I've had you six kids. You can take kids. it all out. Yeah. And I go to the racquetball court and ball. whoever's on there with me, we just, <laughs> we just slam. And it afterwards sometimes. you're the nicest mom in town. <laughs> I'm always nice, although. <laughs> yeah. And happiest. <laughs> and happiest. That's right. That's right. Well, you've been competing in the Husband World Senior Games, as you said, for 12 years. Right. What, what's a good memory or maybe a memory that you could share about your competition at the games? You know, as as overall, I think one of the biggest things is the friends that you make there because you get on a court and you're competing against them and you're not being nice. You get off the court and you like you say, it's Jekyll and Hyde. But <laughs> but when but you all have the same um, you know, common interests and uh, of the game and you you just the people come from all over the world and all over the country and I've had some fabulous people that have given me tips after they beat the socks off me they'll give me tips right there on the court and uh you know you, you see some of the same people year after year and it's really it's really um almost like a family feeling there and everybody you know except for on the court you care about each other that's that's so um you know we we love to hear athletes say that we love to hear athletes say that we we as organizers of the event, we want the competition to be keen and we want you to be able to play at your level and to have a really great time. But we really, really love that family aspect. Like you said, it's, it's really a part of what makes the game so great. And as you mentioned, people come from all around the world, all around the country. Uh, they come to this one place and you get on the field of competition and you do your best and you, you know, you try to win. Everybody wants to win. <laughs> but once the competition is over, it's, there's so much friendship and so much camaraderie and yeah. we work really hard to provide 
opportunities for that camaraderie to grow and to flourish. Every sport has a sport social where people can come together and just enjoy one another's company. Um, again, off the field of, of competition, you know, of course we have our opening ceremonies, we have our concert and celebration, we just have so many chances for athletes to really develop friendships. Our, our mission, uh, statement of the Huntsman world senior games is fostering worldwide peace, health, and friendship. And we feel really strongly that as people become friends, uh, we can move that, that much closer to peace, uh, which really is, um, you know, kind of a, a, a big pie-in-the-sky goal, but we believe that it's possible. And, of course, just being active mm-hmm. uh, is, is part of that health element as well. And so I've got to awesome. tell you that um, uh, my partner for many years is from Indiana, and I okay. met her on the court originally, and we played, and she had to watch and wait for her chance to turn 50 to play, and she was just, like, in her 40s and gone crazy, <laughs> like, I want to play right now. Anyway, we played for years and years, and when she and her husband came out, my husband and I, and we grabbed a few other people, took them around to Snow Canyon and to some of the points around the area, and they love that when they come from out of town. So yeah. when that hospitality is extended, it's a wonderful thing, and, and it's a sweet thing because I had my granddaughter take pictures in Snow Canyon, a portrait of this couple, and this year, um, they were in an accident. She won't play again, oh I don't goodness. think. And he was killed. And he was a racquetball player and most amazing people. But it, the sweet memories that are created and showing them this area, people fall in love with this area and well, the quality do. of life that we have. So we're very fortunate. And we're very active, and people notice that. Absolutely, absolutely. And we, we love the Dixie hospitality. And our, our athletes from all over the world tell us that. You know, I've, I've had the opportunity to do uh, recruiting in, in various places around the United States and even in the world. I've been walking down the streets in Brazil and I had a shirt with our logo on it and people come right up to you and talk about the the hospitality and the welcoming uh, that they receive when they come to St. George, Utah and uh, are a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games. And we love that. We love being a part of this community and a, and a part of that feeling. So uh, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. What a, what a great memory that you shared and uh, sorry about your your friend's accident. That's kind of a really, a real tragedy. Well, everybody in racquetball, the Huntsman Games knows who they are. And yeah. so, but you know what? It's like a cowboy going with their boots on. You're the, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, that's great. Well, Diane, that's about all the time that we have to visit with you today. But let me just say thank you once again for uh, being a part of the games. Thanks for being a part of our show today. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing some some gold medals out of you this year at the Huntsman World Senior Games. It was nice meeting you. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. (laughs) Well, Jeff, I just want to emphasize one more time, as I tend to do this time of year, that now is the time to register for the Huntsman World Senior Games. If you wait much longer, it'll be too late. That's right. It's it's, going to be a great year. We've got a lot of athletes that are registering. So far, we have registered over 5,900 athletes, which is That's amazing. going to be a great year for yep. us. It's, amazing. it's looking really good. But what that also means is that you don't want to delay because you never know when your sport might reach a participation cap. We have several sports already have and some that are getting close. We do. We do. So check out the website. It's easy to find. It's at www.seniorgames.net. If you want to register for the games, all you have to do is click on register. Follow the prompts, and you can be a part of this year's Huntsman World Senior Games. Don't forget to tune in next and every Thursday at 4.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And, Jeff, here's our inspirational thought for the day from Albert Hubbard. Positive anything is better than negative nothing. That's right. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.